0: from las vegas it's the marv cutler show your special labor day edition of marv cutler who's definitely going to entertain you tonight i know that for sure and who's looking forward to the new england patriots playing on sunday your host marv cutler so i had to pull you away from the arizona state game is that correct Florida State, not Arizona
1: State. Florida State, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I get Arizona on my mind because I'm going to be 90, 90 miles away from where the Patriots will be playing on Sunday. Really? I'm I'm, I'm going I'm going to I'm going to be in Sedona, Arizona, and uh, Glendale's about ninety miles.
0: Why don't you go to the game? I'm, I'm thinking I may.
1: Uh, you know. Um, Why
0: not? Know. Is it sold out?
1: I don't know. I haven't I haven't even checked. In the meantime. I'm doing my show naked. The hair's gone, the, beard, the beard's gone. So I I feel kind of naked here, and that's how I'm doing the show.
0: So. Okay. All right. Well. Good luck. I think you'll yeah, be okay.
1: Well, I don't know. The I mean, there was a lot of hair. I, I looked down at the floor. And there was like a whole head of hair laying there when I when when the barber got done. It's
0: a refreshing look. Makes you look younger.
1: That's what they tell me. So. Oh. I guess my the, age, any, any 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 looking younger is uh, is good. I guess. You very know?
0: true, very true. I guess the yeah, ladies like right. the the beards these days. I don't. I don't have a beard. I won't. I refuse. Uh huh. I don't want to be old.
1: Anyway, I just took a, a recent trip to uh, Parump, Parump, Nevada, which is about an hour out of out of, out of Las Vegas, and I had a great time. I I, had, I did some great great things there. Um, I had some believe it or not. I had some incredible food, and um, I'm going to tell you about it now. I uh, I was at Terribles in uh, in Toronto. Now Terribles is a funny name for a casino, but um, they have a one here in um, in Vegas, and they have some you know some other companies called Terribles. I don't know where the name came from, but anyway. Um, I was at um, Terrible's, and I ate in their restaurant called the Moonshiners. The Moonshiners—what a fabulous barbecue restaurant! I, I, I'm amazed, you know. In Pahrump, Nevada, uh, it's a great food that I that I had, and um, um, I had the the, the fa- fabulous barbecue. I had um, I had brisket and um, and uh, beef sausage hot link. It's an all beef sausage link. Uh, Smoked in the pit, and, and it, which and seals in the flavor. Top of barbecue sauce and and, uh, and China dust, and uh, the brisket was fabulous. And um, um, the, the chicken, the uh, potato salad. Oh man, I'll tell you this um, this fabulous, fabulous um, uh, restaurant. Um, yeah, they're open for breakfast, uh, uh, dinner, and lunch and dinner and uh, if you, if you get, out, get a chance to get out to Pahrump, if you're in Vegas, it's worth taking a trip to Pahrump just to eat there because the food is so so absolutely fabulous. Now, while I was in Pahrump, um, I was at uh, the winery, the Sanders Winery. The Sanders family has produced wines from the two one property vineyards for decades. Uh, the fruits of their labor with free tasting and, and tours and and the Renaissance style Italian Tuscan villa—what a beautiful building this is! And and the and the wines are absolutely, absolutely terrific. Like the like the Chardonnay, uh, the Merlot, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and and the incredible red wine they have is a Ruby Port. Um, and then there's also a drink they make for at wine tasting called the Ruby Red Slipper. It's a half an ounce of Sanders Ruby Port. A wedge of fresh lime, four ounces of ginger ale, and ice. Oh man, I'll tell you, unbelievable, totally unbelievable drink. Um, the Sanders Family Winery there in they're in Pahrump in Nevada, and um, the wine tastings are free. Uh, so if you have a chance to get over there to Pahrump, you can have you can eat at um, at the Moonshiners, and then you can uh, uh, you can go. Uh, Afterwards, before you after before you before you, eat, you can go to <laughs> you can go to um, Sanders Winery, have a great time. And if you want to stay overnight, have I got the place, I mean this um, this hotel casino is fabulous. It's called the Pahrump Nugget. The Pahrump Nugget is a fabulous, fabulous place. Um, to stay overnight or a couple of nights, three nights, whatever you want, because it's a it's a wonderful, comfortable rooms. Um, the free coffee in the rooms, there's, there's, uh, there's all the water you can drink, the bottles of water. It's just a fabulous place. It's very comfortable. The people are so friendly there. Um, it's really nice. And now, talking about great restaurants in Perump. Now, there's a restaurant in. The nugget, the prompt nugget called the Stockman, Stockman Steakhouse. And let me tell you, you cannot believe the wonderful, wonderful uh, food in the Stockman Steakhouse. Starting off with the. Before I tell you, this is a funny story. I I, I walked in, and the maitre d said to me, Would it bother you if I sat you near the TV? I said no. It's as long as you can come up with the Red Sox game, man, he came up with the Red Sox game really fast. I got to watch the whole Red Sox game while I was having dinner at the at the Stockman. Anyway, the ahi tuna is fabulous. Um, um, uh, the onion soup is absolutely in, in, incredible. I, I, you know, I couldn't, I can't uh, believe um, uh, this. Uh, Onion soup, this good, this side of Montreal. Candles um, onion soup. The piece de resistance is the 20 ounce ribeye, which was a special that night. 20 ounce boneless ribeye. Well, that is a lot of steak. And the chef prepared it blue like I, just like I like it. He did a great job. Um, with, with a brown mushroom sauce. Oh man, I'll tell you, with uh, burgundy wine in the sauce. A fabulous, fabulous 20 ounce ribeye. I can't say enough about this steakhouse. This is one of the best steakhouses in the whole country. And um, for dessert, an amazing tiramisu. And, um, and then uh, the wine, the, the, the wine was really spectacular. With, uh, with the wine. My name is Taken. at the Cabernet-Millow Blend. Absolutely, absolutely fabulous. Um, the Stockman Steakhouse and uh, the wonderful, um, wonderful um, um, Rump Nugget. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm back in Vegas, and I, I discovered a, a new restaurant. that's absolutely fabulous. Um, Called Zydeco Po Boys. Real Cajun food and real good, let me tell you. you know, if, if, if I didn't know I was in Las Vegas. Before I go on with this, I want to mention while you're in Pahrump, you got to go to the Pahrump Museum. The Pahrump Museum is absolutely fabulous. They're great, great things to see over there. I don't want to tell you, I want to surprise you. Get over to the Pahrump Museum. You'll, you'll love it uh, as much as you'll love Pahrump and, and the great food and the great wine. Now, back to Zydeco Pool Boys. If, if I didn't know I was in Las Vegas, I would absolutely think that I was in New Orleans. Owner and chef Brandon Trahan is absolutely incredible. He's um, got this incredible restaurant. Uh, it's a pool boy restaurant, the sandwich shop. But... <laughs> It's a it's a meal and a, a half over there. I mean, just to have dinner over there is, is unbelievable. And I started off. I wanted to try different different things, so I started off with a with a vegan gumbo, a vegan gumbo, black eyed peas, Asian spices, Asian Trinity greens, roux, and served over basmati rice. Oh man, unbelievable! And then I had from the vegan gumbo. I went to a vegetarian salad with a chopped romaine, spicy B&B pickles, tomatoes, red onions, pepperoncinis, Swiss and provolone cheese um, with, a, with a Creole ranch dressing. Unbelievable. And for a main course, I had a, of course, I had a po' boy sandwich. I on on Bladenheimer bread with lettuce, tomato, provolone Swiss mayo, jalapeno mayo, and spicy mustard with pickle on the side. And I had a sandwich called the Debris, oven-roasted pot roast. That's right. Oven-roasted pot roast. Fabulous. Well, a poor boy sandwich is uh, just like you would get them in New Orleans and uh, the potato salad. Unbelievable. Potato South is absolutely fabulous. If you're in Las Vegas, if you live here or if you're visiting, you're going to get over to Zydeco Pool Boys. They're on Carson Ave, downtown Las Vegas, in the new uh, areas of restaurants in in downtown Las Vegas. Zydeco Pool Boys. All right. I have uh, a guest coming up shortly. so want to play a little music before i bring on my guest uh Dr. Love So well, here's um he's a uh, Miles Davis and four
2: mm-hmm.
1: Miles Davis and Four, and I, I played that a little bit uh, for um, my next guest, who's um, who's a fan of Miles, and uh, he's a great guy. He's known throughout the industry as um, Dr. Love. He uh, he coined a new word, which I think is a great word. It's called, it's the word is politrix. <laughs> but we're not going to talk politrix. And uh, we're not going to talk about, doc- well, we're going to talk about Dr. Love and his, uh, and his great uh, business um, in mortgages and in real estate. And um, hello, Greg Bash. How are you?
3: I am doing good, Dr. Love. How are you doing today, sir? It is a pleasure being on your show. A pleasure meeting you. Happy to be your friend, your colleague in this business. It's
1: a pleasure having you on, Greg. and. Um, I just want to say that, um, um, you know, I met Greg um, at a a trade show. Um, I'm looking for some real estate. And um, I met Greg, and uh, not only is he a great agent, but he's also become my friend. And he's a great guy, and I can't say enough about him. And it's so good to have him on the show. And um, what I want to talk about, Greg, is the state of uh, real estate here in in Las Vegas for people uh, who live in the area and also
3: for people around the country who are considering moving out here to Las Vegas? I think it's a great great topic, sir. Um, The market in Las Vegas right now is very good. It's very stable. Uh, At this particular time in Las Vegas, Nevada, as an example, the average home is maybe eight years old. You look at Southern California, the average property is 48 years old. So basically, you have a lot of people moving to Las Vegas because of that particular perspective there, the age of the property. Uh, financing is available right now for anyone who's looking out there. They have all types of programs to help first time home buyers down payment assistance programs, FHA programs, VA programs, conventional programs. They have bank statement programs also where people have marginal credit. They can use bank statements to purchase property if they have FICO scores of less than, let's say, 640. So the market is pretty good right now for people that want to get into the market to purchase. It's always a good time to buy real estate. The key is how you buy it. That's the most important thing right there that I've learned. I've been in the industry about 30 years or so. I'm licensed in California. I'm licensed in Vegas. And I do a thing called BetweenTheStates.com. That's www.BetweenTheStates.com, where I work with people moving from one state to the other, buying, selling, doing financings on your property.
1: Um, I want to talk about... Um the different areas of Las Vegas, um, um, depending on what people are looking for, the different areas and what the different areas uh, um,
3: offer. Well, certain locations, you have uh, people moving into the area. They're buying townhomes, condos. Some people are buying investment property. And some people are buying property down in the lake area, uh, Green Valley. Henderson, uh, North Vegas. So people have different perspectives what they're looking at because a lot of people that purchase in in, in, purchase in Las Vegas, they have it as a second home or they're buying it as an investment. But also you have people buying just to uh, move here to live because of the great weather. It's only hot maybe four months out of the year. Other than that, it's pretty good.
1: Um, now, there are, there are different areas in Las Vegas. Now, Henderson is considered... Uh, consider Las Vegas, and there's North Las Vegas and um, uh, Lake Las Vegas. Lake Las Vegas, uh, do, you, do you do any business over there?
3: Yeah, Lake Las Vegas is mainly for a lot of people that are that I've sold that are retiring, moving here, uh, because they like the area, uh, the associations, uh, the golfing, and things of that nature like that. Because Lake Las Vegas is a very good location for people that are Looking to sort of relax, if you will. I was—I
1: lived in Las, Lake Las Vegas for a couple of years um, back in the early days of Lake Las Vegas, and um, it, it ran into a lot of problems. But now it's really come back with a with a bang, hasn't it?
3: Yes, it really has. It really has because when you um, have an area like that, you have people moving in, and the area has really improved. Uh, you have a lot more, of, you know, security and things of that nature there, a lot more activities, a lot more recreations. Um, the place is really desirable at this particular time. It's a good place to go, a good place to, you know, buy a single family there, um, home. They have a lot of associations there that help people do a lot of different things. So it is a good area to move back into at this time. Yes, it is, no doubt. Yeah, a lot of celebrities um buy over there as a matter of fact um
1: I was i actually was I was living with a friend there and um, um she had a house um up on the hill uh which is a really nice house over there in uhquad Street in celine Dion and um it was a nice area but like I said then it's all about but now it's real from what I understand it's really come back now um some of the newer areas also in, in las Vegas um
3: uh, up in the northwest, right, or uh, in, in the southwest. Am I, am, I, am I right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, money changes a lot of things in all areas, especially Las Vegas, because, as you've indicated, a lot of the well-known people uh, have a lot of property in, you know, Lake Las Vegas, moving down to Henderson and places of that nature. And when things like that happen, a lot of things do change. And, of course, when you have the high-end areas like that where people live, you do have properties in that location, also that the average person can afford. You know, maybe half a million, two hundred and fifty thousand, or something like that. It gives you the same type of atmosphere, the same type of environment. Where you can, you know, mingle with some people that have a few things going, which is a great thing to do. Now a lot of a lot of people that don't live in um, Vegas. Um, only
1: thing is, um, Vegas is a place for gambling, but they don't realize that Las Vegas is, um, is neighborhoods just like wherever they come from. And uh, there's no gambling. They're just regular neighborhoods and regular people uh, coming from all different parts of the country. And um, uh, if you stay in your
3: neighborhood and you enjoy your neighborhood, you don't even have to see the casinos if you're not a gambler, correct? Well, you're right about that. There's so many, many different things to do here from Red Rock. Hiking, going down to Lake Mead, uh, going roller skating, looking at some of the shows. Uh, Las Vegas has some of the great parks. They don't have a lot of trees, but there are a lot of recreational activities that people can do here besides going down to the Strip. And what you have to do is just look outside of, let's say, your environmental comfort zone. By being on the Strip, you can find a lot of things, a lot of things. They have great museums also. Uh, There's Area 51, museums and things of this nature. We can take a look at all of the atomic uh, weaponry and things of this nature that made Las Vegas great. So, yes, there are a lot of different things to do in the state besides going down, putting your money on the crap table, losing it, going back to Los Angeles or wherever you came from when the freeway broke. Yes, that is so true. Well, you're also a mortgage broker, correct? Oh yes, I am. I've been a mortgage broker for probably twenty years now. Uh, my my um, time go back to people know the, country, the name of Countrywide. I went back. I worked with Countrywide, Bank of America, uh, Wycovia, World Savings years ago. So I have a good history of the industry and reference of the mortgages and how they work and what does it take to get a pe- get a person in a particular property. We got a program. It's called. Products, pricings, and products that help people find their property or the loan that they're looking for to get into. Yes, yeah, so I have a great history with the uh, mortgage industry. What's the, um,
1: the mortgage market like in Las Vegas right now?
3: The, the rates right now are pretty reasonable if you're looking at a purchase. Let's say, as an example, you are a veteran. You can buy now as a veteran with no money down, if you want. And you can get the rate today, or let's say Friday, uh, the rate was up 3.95% on a 30-year fixed program for a veteran. If you're looking at buying a property, FHA, Federal Housing Administration, you can get it at 3.675 at no cost. If you're looking at conventional financing, the rates are different. Because with conventional, sometimes people will come in with 5% down, 10% down, 20% down. And primarily, that's what a lot of investors do. They come in and they'll buy a property conventional by putting more money down. It lessens the payment. Therefore, if they want to take that property and rent it out, they can rent it out, positive income, and it pays for the mortgage.
1: Uh, the rental market is, is good right now in, in Las Vegas for the people who are who are investors and would like to get into investing in, in properties. They can pick up some really good um, properties um, now and um, and rent them out at a, a really um, competitive uh, rate and uh, make some money in this.
3: Yeah, that is true. Um, I'm working with a bunch of guys now, believe it or not, from the Philippines, and what they're doing, they're buying condominiums and townhomes under 95000 probably a maximum of $100,000. And what they're doing, they're buying these things. They're buying them cash a lot of times. And sometimes you'll put 50% down on the property where the mortgage payment is very low. And they're doing nothing but renting the properties out. And what they're doing is they're generating a bunch of money in reference to what we call passive income. Passive income is income that comes from property that you own, that you're renting out, that's guaranteeing you money every month. As we know, earned income is income comes from going to a job and working every day. So that's what's happening in the market in Las Vegas in reference to investors coming in because a lot of the short sales and things of that nature, they're disappearing out of Las Vegas. So when that happens, investors look for different ways to make money by buying properties at a lower amount sales price where they can rent it out because you take an average $95,000 two-bedroom, two-bath, condo, townhome, that will rent out for six dollars or $700 per month. That's good income, especially if the property is paid off. If you buy that property, you put 20% down on it, your mortgage payment is about $495 per month so you still have a positive cash flow coming from their property. And that's what investors are doing. And some people that just own property in California, they're refinancing their home in California, taking out money, buying property here, renting the property out, which is a good thing to do. Passive income is good income. I can guarantee you that.
1: Uh, That's a lot of good information, um, Greg. I just want to tell my listeners that, if you're looking for property and you want to give greg a call this is the man the only problem is he's probably the best real estate agent i've ever met in town and then i dealt that with his compliment with a few and um uh i like i like greg so much that we have be, become friends and um um you know usually when when you're when you're dealing uh, with a somebody that's in business um you don't usually become friends but this guy is terrific he's He's a he's really knowledgeable he's a great guy um he's really helpful and um i can't say enough about him i just uh, uh greg just uh, give my listeners um your information how they can reach you um and um you know even if it goes by them on the radio the show is archived so they can go to tantalk 1340com and hear it anytime so they can get this message uh, information anytime now now that you've been on so give, give my listeners um, the info about how, how to contact you.
3: It'll be a pleasure to do that. It really will. Well, you can reach me anytime. Uh, my cell number is 310-505-4477. Repeat, 310-505-4477. And my email address, my last name is Bass Like the Fish, B-A-S-S. Email address is followed. Bass3759 at yahoo.com. Bass3759 at yahoo.com. And it's B-A-S-S. And I thank you so much, Murph, for talking with me. I really appreciate meeting you. It's been a pleasure, honestly. And I want you to go on that vacation. You're going to go on and have a good time and bring that rock back for me. That's all I want. The rock out the river. The rock out the you're river. Got, no,
2: not from the river. You're
3: going to get a rock from
1: from the vortex, at the airport vortex at Sedona. It's going to give you so much energy, you won't be able to stop.
3: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. When you get back, we got to go on down to Henderson and have that uh, big steak dinner and sit back and talk about some good things. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure talking with you. Thanks, Greg. So it's so happy a to be you. Talking with Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, have a good one.
1: You too. Greg Bess oh great guy a really great guy and I like I said he's uh I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of real estate agents in my life and this guy is is the best I've ever I've ever run across and uh, anyway I want to pl- I want to send this out to joy I know she's up there listening somewhere and uh here's um Johnny Hopman, John Coltrane and my one and only love mm-hmm.
4: such desire every kiss you give sets my soul on fire I give myself in sweet surrender my one I only. Oh.
1: voice of my dear, dear friend the late Johnny Hartman and that went out to whoever my wife whoever she may be no, know Julie, my really, one and only wife I didn't mention last time um, that couple of products that I saw at the Cosmoprop show and it's funny good. I'm mentioning and now now am of my hair's gone <laughs> but they're great products and I want to talk about them so, um, I want to tell you about the quick clean uh, brush by QB uh, uh, Global Brands. It's the world's first self-cleaning hygienic hairbrush Actu- actually self-cleaning as a
3: Little squeeze
1: mechanism in the rear for hair removal and cleaning. It's a it's an amazing brush. Does a great job. Um, uh, it has it's an ABS base, nylon bristles, stainless steel suspension, and water resistant, and it comes in five colors. So I checked them out at uh, globalbrands.com. That's Q B QBglobalbrands.com. dot Q B dot Another product is um, a company that makes um, gels for, uh, for for your hair, um, cool spikes. They're, they're alcohol-free, non-flaking, no build-up. Um, they're a wonderful company out of Beverly Hills, uh, California. Um, alcohol-free, water-soluble styling products. Uh, check them out at pumpstyle.com. That's P-O-M-P-S-T-Y-L. PlumStyle.com. check them out and um, great products and uh, they're at the um, puff show which was a great show comes to Vegas every year and and um, um, great people that I meet there at the show anyway time for a little editorial we'll talk a little sports here um um uh, Pete, if you, anytime you want to pop in, you you can. <laughs> if
0: okay.
1: you want to pop in and join me in the conversation, you can. So uh, I want to start off talking about a, a guy named Kaepernick.
0: You mean a second stringer named Kaepernick?
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't even think he should be a third or fourth stringer. You know, to uh, tell you the truth, uh, he's, um, he's, a, he's not a very good quarterback. He had one good season. Um, I'm, I'm really sad that he's oppressed, but, you know, he's so oppressed, he should give back the uh, oppressed money he gets, you know?
0: Well, to um, his, to his credit, he did at least give back $1 million to charity, but I think he could have probably done that, and that would have been better off than not standing for the National Anthem. I don't really get that. So, you know,
1: you know that's his right,
0: but I, I don't think that does anything besides divide people. That's all that does. Um, the
1: National Anthem has nothing to do with what he's, he's supposedly oppressed about. Right. But, I don't, you know, I'm not in favor of his uh, ideas, anyways, because um, you know a lot of a lot of the, uh, the crimes that are committed are committed by um, uh, people of their own race, their own colors, their you know their own um, neighborhoods uh, among themselves, you know. And uh, there's, a, there's a guy, there's a media guy. I can't remember his name. I think his last name is Harrison. Uh, a total idiot. Um, he apologized for what he said about Kaepernick. Um, um, uh, he didn't know he was um, of color, and uh, which is really stupid because everybody in the world that knows anything about football or all media people um, uh, know that, uh, that uh, Colin Kaepernick was mixed race, which had no problem there. But the problem is that Harrison had a lie. And say that he didn't even know that, which, which doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, um, that doesn't make any sense. You're exactly right, Rodney Harrison. I think you're talking I about
1: Rodney Harrison, right? Yeah,
0: he's put his foot but, in his mouth a couple times with with things, so he, that's not a surprise.
1: Yeah, but you know, to tell an out not lie, out out lie like that—that's really that's really that's really, um, that's really ridiculous. Anyway, um, I was watching uh, the Patriots Giants game last Thursday uh, on the NFL Network. Um, and there was about three minutes, a little less than three minutes to go in the game. The Pats were behind, and they actually left the game um, to see what Kaepernick was going to do. Now, that, that to me doesn't doesn't make any sense. You know, um, I, I called them um, up the NFL Network, and I used words that I can't use on radio. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I told him what I thought. And then I also sent an email to to the Clown Prince of Football, Roger Goodell, and uh, I just came up with that the Clown Prince. That's, that's pretty good. Um, we need you know um, we need integrity back in this in this in, in football. And the only way integrity is going to come back in football is um, is by Roger Goodell leaving uh, the NFL and you know and, and resigning because that's the only way there's going to be any integrity with the NFL. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a, a good um, good example. on Bell got a four-game suspension for allegedly being involved with drugs. And then the suspension was reduced to three games for this alleged drug
0: use. Why? Because he couldn't he didn't he didn't notify the people that he changed his address or his number. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: Right. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because um I'm talking I'm thinking about Tom Brady. Um you know, whether you believe Brady was involved in the, the flade gate and I I personally don't believe he was, but whether you believe he was or wasn't um, the whole Tom Brady to a four game suspension, you know, I mean, it's really, it really uh, shows um, how the NFL is out, out to get the Patriots. I mean, cutting out the last couple of minutes of the game when they were behind um, uh, this suspension to, to Tom Brady, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Robert Kraft was a was a class guy, one of the classiest guys in um, in in pro football, and I can say that because I was also a big fan of Al Davis. So um, you know, um, so but Robert Kraft is a real classy guy, and he was good friends like with with the with the Clown Prince, and um, uh, they were at a. A birthday party in the Hamptons, and Mister Kraft, um, who, like I said, is an honorable guy, he um, he went and um, and and told the Clown Prince that you know, um, even though he realizes that there wasn't a problem here, he's going to accept the million dollar fine plus give up the draft choices. He did that to save. The suspension of, of Tom Brady was also a class guy. And um, the conference accepted his uh, offer, and he still went ahead and did what he did to Brady. Now, here's a guy that was allegedly involved in, in taking drugs, and um, he gets his suspension reduced. And here's a guy that, even if he was guilty, which I don't believe he was, but even if he was guilty, uh, a minor thing like what happened was um, uh, actually the, the the footballs were the, were inflated to the proper size in the second half. They scored the Patriots scored twenty eight points in that second half, twenty seven or twenty eight points in that second half, which which uh, was better than when these so called uh, deflated footballs were there. Yeah, that's what I got
0: to say. Do you have any opinion on that, uh, Mr. Pete? Well, you know, to be fair, I think the NFL from 2000 to 2007 did everything to protect the Patriots, and basically they got tired of uh, protecting the little dirty secrets that the Patriots were uh, trying to pull over on the league and and other teams. They told uh, the Steelers owner not to say anything about him having suspicion about them cheating in the AFC championship game. Uh, There were a lot of things, uh, taping walkthroughs. I mean, how many times did they tape the Jets? Uh, You can't continue to uh, spit in the face of the NFL. You're not the Raiders. You can't continue to do that and get away with it. And I think Goodell um, and then the rest of the league wanted to crack down on it. I don't have any problem with that because, look, the Patriots are probably going to go down as one of the greatest teams of all time. The problem is that there's so much doubt now With this team because of the cheating and and some of the things that they've gotten away with that the NFL hid. So overall, it's a disappointing situation. Instead of talking about the greatness of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, we're talking about deflated footballs and and taping walkthroughs and doing that kind of thing. And it's the NFL's fault.
1: Whatever flow the NFL has is because of the conference. They need to get somebody new in
0: there. No, I agree with you on that. I think he's soft as as Charmin, no doubt. I mean, some of the decisions that he's made with Ray Rice, um, only suspending him for two games and suspending Greg Hardy, and then when pressure comes on the league, he decides to do something. I understand that. But, you know, with the Patriots situation, that was out of control from 2000 to 2007. They did everything they could to – protect their little baby because they wanted a dynasty. Well, the problem with that is, you know, you keep on enabling a team like that. That's what happens. They continue to go over the line. And Bill Belichick has done this before. So I have no sympathy for Tom Brady because, look, if you're really innocent, then why? what's the need to destroy a cell phone if you're that innocent? And because I know that if I ever wanted to change my cell phone, I would never destroy my cell phone. What's the need for it? I mean the. You mean like the the 13 um, cell phones that were destroyed? (laughs) I I mean, come on now. I mean, you put two and two together. I mean, you may not have the evidence. Well, you don't have the evidence because he destroyed the evidence. So
1: no, no, the reason I brought up the 13 uh, cell phones, I'm talking about um, uh, crooked Hillary.
0: Well, there you go. And I mean, the NFL is right up there as as the new corruption gang of uh, you know they're the new mob. Uh, because they do everything they can to uh, protect their name and their product. And it doesn't matter what they have to do to do that. We've seen it. We How many times, how many years did we go through thinking that concussions weren't a priority? How many players have died in the NFL because the NFL tried to tell us that concussions weren't a big deal? How many years did it take? It took, basically, their uh, their former NFL players trying to sue them before something came out. Why is that? It's a billion-dollar business, and yet you have somebody that's running it that doesn't know how to run it, that's right. trying to protect his you-know-what, and that's what you get. Again, you get what you pay for, and what you pay for at this point is the fact that the NFL is going to do everything they can to protect their product because it is a billion-dollar business, and it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They're always right. So, My,
1: my opinion, Pete, that um, since... Condoleezza um, Rice doesn't want to be president, which I which I think she should be. Um, I still I think she should uh, be become
0: uh, the new uh, commissioner of the NFL. Yeah, now well, I I could think of somebody else that would probably be a better commissioner, and that that guy's name is Rich McKay. He used to run the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He done a hell of a job in the NFL office. I don't know why he's not up for it. I think he would be a, a better candidate than Roger Goodell. He'd be decisive. A leader is decisive. He's not decisive. That's why the players hate him, and that's why probably most people hate him, because he's not decisive. And to put a draft in Philadelphia, what are you trying to do? Yeah, he's trying to be the ultimate hill. Talk about an ultimate hill in wrestling. He's trying to be the ultimate hill, because you know that the story of that NFL draft is not going to be the fact of who goes number one or number two. It's going to be the fact that the whole, all the fans booed Roger Goodell and, you know... That's what he wants. That's what you're going to get. It is um,
1: Israel, you could say his last name. <laughs> the, the great big guy, from uh, the late great big guy from Hawaii is, um, over the rainbow.
0: Something like
1: that. Israel, from Hawaii, the late great guy with the ukulele. So anyway, uh, Pete, uh, speaking from an area that I live in where we really never have any weather, you had some tough weather over there um, this this past weekend, huh?
0: Yeah, some annoying weather. We got real fortunate. We got a number one hurricane um, in this area. Uh, Well, not in this area, but it hit up north, and we got some of the feeder bands, if you will. Um, because it did hit up north, so we had some some showers and a lot of rain here and and some flooding in some uh, localized areas around. But uh, we were fortunate again. Um, it could have been a lot worse, and I guess the storm went up north. I'm not sure what happened to it. I guess it fell apart. But um, <laughs> we again we've not been hit uh, by our hurricane since 1921. And uh, you know the eye has never hit the Tampa Bay area, so again we're fortunate.
1: Well, that's good. That's, I'm glad to hear that. And um, anyway, I, I just want to say, um, Friday I'm going to be heading out to um, uh, Sedona, the home of Senator John McCain, hometown of Senator John McCain, and um, um uh, doing some um, some hiking in in the vortexes and uh, and uh, is getting some great feelings uh that coming Sedona. Um I also wanna mention that um um uh, Donald Trump really looked um presidential when he was on stage there with um Nito from uh, Mexico. Um it was great to see him there and, and doing such a great job. So I just wanna uh say say that. Um, uh, also I wanna mention that the the Patriots um um, Tom Brady will come back with a vengeance and the Patriots will win the Super Bowl this year uh, they will probably beat um, I would say maybe the, uh, the Packers or the Panthers
0: yeah I think that's a pretty good choice I like I like the Packers there the Packers seem like a good pick
1: yeah well so that's that's my uh, my predictions over there in um, uh, the um, the Super Bowl but um uh, Tom will come back with a vengeance, and um, he will be—he will be uh, nasty. <laughs> as nasty as Tom Brady can get, I guess.
0: No, I expect that. I expect him to come back and come out and, and really uh, try to uh, show the NFL something.
1: Yeah, you know, I like that new kid. That, uh, the the Patriots got their 3rd spring quarterback, uh, uh, Brissett.
0: Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, he played at Florida, and then he transferred to, I believe, North Carolina State. Showed some flashes of brilliance. Big kid. He's got a good arm. He's got to know how to read a defense. He showed some things. I remember him throwing against Florida State like three hundred yards. Um. Wow. So he, he's definitely got some potential. That's for sure. Yeah. And
1: um, maybe uh, if the Red Sox can get rid of Dombrowski and 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 Farrell. Uh, they could probably win
0: the uh, the World Series. Now, I think Dombrowski's done a pretty good job in putting that team together. Why do you hate Dombrowski so badly? Hello, Marv? Well, I think we lost Marv Cutler. I don't think he's on the show anymore. So, uh, yeah, we got about two minutes to go. As Marv was saying, uh, uh, Dave Dombrowski with the uh, Boston Red Sox. I think you put a... Pretty pretty good team on the uh, field with uh, David Price and uh, uh, Porcello having about I think 18 wins this year. So uh, Red Sox are definitely going to be in contention, uh, and it's going to they're going to have to figure out that pitching situation. And uh, David Ortiz retiring. So yep, that's Marv. He just left. So we're going to I think we're just going to wrap this up. If you're a Florida State fan here, just give you an update. They just scored a touchdown. Actually, here he comes. He's calling back. All right, we lost you there, Mar. What's going on? Anyways,
1: anyway, I heard you say that uh, Porcello um, uh, is not a, didn't come from Dombrowski. Porcello came before Dombrowski got there.
0: Oh, you're you sure about
1: that? Okay, well, oh, absolutely. Okay, and, well, uh, this is Dombrowski's first year, and uh, and Porcello's been there two years. So,
0: well, they got David, you know, like David Price, fourteen and eight. That's not a bad pickup.
1: Yeah, but David Price um, um, has, has had a terrible season. He's only been. He's only been playing well in the last two or three games. Mm. But anyway, uh, I don't know what happened to the phone, but um, I want to, you know, uh, bring me out of here, and I want to say thanks for listening. Have a marvelous week. Uh, good night, Joy. I love you, and um, ciao. Ciao. Mm-hmm.